This is the Mormon Mixed Faith Marriage Podcast with Certified Life Coach Brooke Booth, episode number 93. If you can hear birds singing in the background, it's because there are birds singing in the background. I'm in my backyard at my fire pit, sitting on a stump, holding my microphone because we've got some contractors working on my bathroom and they're kind of noisy. So here I am. But this is actually really pleasant. (laughs) Quick update on our house remodel. Kitchen's done. Thanks to my oldest daughter's graduation party, we kicked it into high gear and finished up the kitchen. And then we got a little fatigued, so we hired out a master bathroom. Hiled out the tile, tile work there, demo and tile work. And that's what's happening now. We're actually getting really close to being done with this house. And we've been here, this is the third year. This summer is our third year. And it has been non-stop remodel for the last three years. So feels good to see a light at the end of the tunnel. We still have the garage and some closets, but some other areas are coming together. Okay, what I want to talk about in the podcast today is something else I've been experiencing. I want to talk about it. My own personal experience with couple counseling. My husband and I have been in counseling for... I don't know, maybe eight weeks or so, six, eight, ten weeks, something like that. Lose track. And I wanted to talk about it in the podcast because I get a lot of people coming to me asking me about, you know, coaching couples versus individual coaching and pros and cons and how it looks. So, you know, I've got some real life experience, so let's talk about it. I'll say this about counseling is couples counseling is intense. It can be like, you know, you're a little bit like a punching bag at times. And it can also be very cathartic at the same time. Like I have seen some weeks where it opens up lots of dialogue and conversation. We talk for hours and hours and hours and other weeks we literally don't talk again until the next week. So it's quite the experience. But I want to share some thoughts on couple counseling versus one-on-one work and some recommendations that I have um, around that, some, some ways I like to think about it. I'll say this, is if a couple were to come to me as a coach and say, hey, you know, we want to work with you, we want to work together, what's, what's your recommendation? I take time and I hear their whole story and we take a lot of time to really unpack things. So I'm not going to say this is what I tell everybody, but this is what I tell most people is I'll say something along the lines of, you know, yes, couple counseling or couple coaching makes sense, but I usually recommend they do it where they first do one-on-one or they do it in conjunction with the couple's work. And here's why. So much of the work that couples need to do is like a lot of times what's manifesting in the couple is what I'd call more symptoms of internal work that needs to be done. So a lot of times the work that a couple will present with is important but shows more individual internalized work that needs to be addressed. So let me tell you what I mean by internal work versus external work. 
So internal work is work around an individual's beliefs, the individual's stories, the individual's patterns that are, you know, causing them to show up in this certain way with their partner, and then that's creating certain results that the partnership is experiencing. So examples might be, why do you get triggered every time your spouse prays with the kids? You know, why do you go distant every Sunday afternoon? Why do you feel disconnected after your spouse goes out with friends on Sunday and gets coffee? You know, how have you been dealing with emotions that come up in your mixed faith marriage, such as grief, loss, hurt, betrayal? You know, why are you not talking about your faith transition with your spouse? Why is that communication not happening? Anything around those are going to definitely point to the internal work that an individual would want to look at and unpack and examine. External work tends to be more things like, you know, how are we talking to each other? How are we communicating? How are we making decisions together? You know, are we, you know, what's going on as far as really discussing the next steps and parenting? A lot of that can be external work. What are the new traditions we're going to set up and implement with this mixed faith marriage? And what I see is when we try to address the external stuff without first addressing the internal stuff, we can set ourselves up where we're addressing the symptoms and not the cause, and it can be less effective and less sustainable. Now, hear me, it can still be helpful. It just might be less effective and less sustainable as also doing the internal work as well. So here's something I've learned from couples counseling is I like to use it as a way to like mine for those nuggets of the, like to create the awareness. Sorry, my dog's barking in the background because he really, really wants to sit here with me. That's outside of his range. Just going to have to deal with that. But what I like to use couple counseling for what I was saying is, I like to use it to mine for the nuggets of things that I can work on internally. I like it to be able to show me, to create awareness and show me patterns and things that I just wasn't seeing without the couple's counseling so that I can then address it with my coaching skills and my own internal work. Another thing I really like about couple's counseling is it, it forces us, like, in a good way to talk through things that are hard and tender that we just weren't talking about before. And I'll say this and I say it to clients all the time, paying for things really motivates us in real ways to show up and do work that we wouldn't do otherwise and to have the hard conversations we wouldn't have otherwise. Because it's really easy to not talk about the things otherwise. It's really easy to just say, oh, now's not a good time. She's busy. They're in the middle of something. You know, I'll just wait until this weekend and put off and put off and put off those conversations. It's really easy to think everything is okay because you're not talking about things and you're not getting a feel for what's underneath the surface 
and what may be happening in the relationship because you're not talking about it. So I really love couples counseling or couples coaching to help highlight the internal work that you need to address and stop some of your couple cycles. This is what I love about this type of work is that one person stopping a cycle is more than sufficient to stop the couple cycle, that dance that a couple can engage in. One person stops like not engaging in those dance steps and stepping out of that cycle stops the cycle. So let me give you an example, something I learned in couples counseling and then I was able to apply it to my own work to, to really make some improvements and gain some traction in improving my marriage. So I was able to notice as I was listening to, you know, on these calls that we kept saying the same thing over and over. Like I would say, well, I don't share that because I don't want it to blow up in my face. And my husband would say something similar. Well, I'm not telling her that because I'm not engaging like that because I don't want it to blow up in my face. So I started to see like a pattern emerge, um, like a cycle that we found ourselves in. And so it got me thinking, like, okay, Brooke, what does it mean to blow up in your face? Like, what are we actually talking about? Like, this isn't a bomb. What are we talking about? Because I realized we weren't doing anything, like we weren't having like blow up fights. We're not yelling or screaming at each other or saying unkind or rude things. So what did I mean by blow up in my face? And I started to do that internal work on myself and ask those questions. I realized what I meant with blow up in my face. It meant that my husband Daniel would maybe show up exhibiting his more typical, like he tends to be anxiously attached. I tend to be more avoidant, like an avoidant attachment style. And when I was telling myself this story as it would blow up in my face, what I really meant was he might exhibit his anxious attachment style. And that's what I was avoiding at all costs. So all that would happen is Daniel would be Daniel and he would do things Daniel has done and probably Daniel will always do. This was absolutely fascinating to me because I wasn't reaching out or engaging in conversations and having the kind of connection I wanted because I didn't want to deal with Daniel being Daniel. So fascinating to me. So help me see some patterns so I can do some work around accepting Daniel more. And what's stopping me from accepting him? And this was the biggest deal. It's just changing the story from it's going to blow up in my face to Daniel's just going to be Daniel. Right? Blowing up in my face, there was no room for acceptance there. It was all protective mode. You know, I was putting on armor. I was building walls because I had to protect myself. But when I could reframe it and more truthfully own that Daniel was just going to be Daniel... I didn't have to be so protective and I could be so much more accepting of him and the conversations and how conversations sometimes unfold with us. So I felt so much less threatened so I could show up in a much better space. 
So the two together can be really great tool. So if you're really debating, do we want couples counseling? Do we want to do one-on-one? I hope you found this podcast helpful to help you think through that and, and see what might work best for you. And my general rule of thumb, and again, this is not across the board, but generally I'd say do one-on-one work before or in conjunction with counseling work. And counseling work is so, so, couple counseling work is so, so, so helpful um, to really start to identify issues that you can then um, deal with on your own and do your own individual work around so that you're not showing up engaging in those same cycles and just repeating the same cycles over and over and over as a couple. Okay, I hope you found this helpful. If you want some help now on your mixed faith marriage, I am going to point you in the direction of my free mini course where I start teaching you some of the coaching skills so you can start doing this work on your own stuff now, today even. Go to my website, brookeboothcoaching.com And you can find my free mini course there on the front page to scroll down and get that free mini course and start working on that internal work around your own mixed faith marriage. All right, wishing you the best.